Casey's 94.3 WRHD-FM, Farmville, Washington, Greenville. Broadcasting to the Pirate Nation and beyond at 943thegame.com. It's 5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. I'm Philip Pilkington filling in for the P-Man. I am joined by Chris Cook. Woo! What's up, everybody? And in the production studio, Clark Willis. Yo! Clark News Network. How's it going, guys? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm excited. Pirate game day. Unfortunately, it's probably the last home baseball game. But That's other than sad. That, yeah, yeah, it is. It's been a wild ride this year. It has been. Uh-huh. We will talk some ECU baseball on the show. We will also be joined by Bob Pockers in our second segment to talk about the All-Star Race being at North Wilkesboro. Bob Pockers, obviously, from Fox Sports there. He does all their NASCAR coverage, so... Um, big to see a NASCAR Cup Series race turning, returning to probably what is the true home of NASCAR, where all the moonshiners started up in North Wilkesboro. And, uh, they is, that where, there is that where all the moonshiners started? Yes, that okay. was it, man. Okay. Uh, that was where Junior Johnson and all those guys were from that okay. really did start NASCAR. Because um, do you know how NASCAR got started? You know no, that? I don't. So they... Um, there was a bunch of guys that ran moonshine back in you oh, know, Prohibition. Yeah, I, okay, I'm and aware, the yeah. guys who were not in prison whose cars were faster than the cops, said, well, let's see which one of us has the fastest cars. Okay. So then they raced each other, and there I, you go. I like that. You know what? NASCAR actually gained a little bit of respect. Not, not that I didn't already respect NASCAR, <laughs> but it gained a little bit more respect for me after hearing that. Well, we will talk to Bob Parkers about uh, that all-star race being at North Wilkesboro, and then we're going to close up uh, with kind of a fun segment. We'll get to oh, that Oh, I'm later. excited for that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, our, our, our final segment's going to be a little fun. It's about wrecking our mothers. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! There we go. Alrighty, so first, uh, just kind of note, we won't have much time to talk about it, but five people are now, five men are going to the College Basketball Hall of Fame. The 2023 class was announced today. First and foremost, the GOAT, Mike Krzyzewski, is going to the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, one of his players, part of his 86 Final Four run, Johnny Dawkins, uh, North Carolina great Tyler Hansbro. Legendary D2 coach Herb McGee, who has over 1,100 wins. So, wow. Yeah, that's a lot of wins. Second two, only Mike Krzyzewski. And longtime scout, I might botch this last name, uh, Tom Konchlowski, I believe is how you say his last well, name. Well, hey, if you, if you don't botch Krzyzewski after the way it's spelled, I'm not sure if the listeners like have ever seen it spelled out, but I'll give you props for being able to to say translate it? that yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. It, what, what what nationality or ethnicity it's gotta be is polish it's gotta be something like that it's gotta yeah. be polish with uh-huh. the ski on the end would be my guess but congratulations all five of those guys obviously well deserved um i can't speak as much about the other two guys i guess but definitely well deserved for coach k well deserved for both those players johnny dawkins a legend obviously tyler hansbro um a legend north carolina and just a tough gritty player if you don't believe me just look up the uh 
picture of him after Gerald Henderson punched him in the face in the Dean Dome. Wait, what? Huh? Yeah, Gerald Henderson came down while Hansborough was going up for a layup or a dunk or something, punched him in the face, broke his nose. Oh, wow. He's bleeding. Yeah, a stayed in the game. The palace type of beat. There right you there. go. Yeah. Hey, man, Duke Carolina rivalry, you know. Alrighty, well, we have a short show today, obviously, as um, Pirate Baseball will be starting coverage at 545 with Scott Scooter Rogers and Coach O. So, got to talk a little Pirate Baseball here, taking on the, the Campbell Fighting Camels. Garrett Saylor going to get the start for the Pirates tonight. He comes in with an ERA of, I scrolled too far away from his statistics, that's on me. Here we go. An ERA of 3.78. He is 1-0 on the season. He last appeared last Wednesday at Old Dominion in that very long game where he threw three and two-thirds innings, 50 pitches. So he should be available by that standard to throw as many pitches as possible tonight. But I would guess with three games coming up this weekend, I don't think Garrett Saylor will go too long. I would think Coach Godman wants him available this weekend. Of course. Uh, And, you know, we've already dropped two to Campbell this year. So you know what I'm rooting for? What? I'm rooting for this to look like the score of the football game when we (laughs) we played Campbell this year. What was the final? It was bad. I think it was 55 to 14. Was it? I I don't even know if they scored 14. Not, is there not a mercy rule in college football? Oh, no, Heck no, uh, no, no, not in not. football. Oh, in baseball, yeah. uh, not out of conference. However, I hope our staff doesn't let up 14 runs. But okay. I'm okay no, scoring hey, 50. That's a good point. But the <laughs> offense, we need 55. Yeah, okay. there you go. Cookie wants 55. <laughs> if you pirate hitters are listening, 55 tonight, oh. boys. And the Pirates will be seeing Jake Murray. He is was a bullpen guy a lot of the year, but has actually started in a handful of their last few midweek games here. He threw five innings against UNCW last Tuesday. He only he did let up three runs in that. But overall, not a too shabby of an ERA there for Mr. Murray. He has a 3.48 ERA and is 4-0 on the season. So, um Somebody that they've proven his last three starts, he's gone at least five innings each, so it looks like the Pirates will actually have to truly knock him out in order to get to the bullpen, and uh, it's not just going to be a guy like a normal midweek starter that's pulled after two or three innings, which with the way we've been hitting Campbell this year, that worries me a little bit that they got one guy who's going to try and go through our rotation no, I, twice. Th- they'll, they'll get it done. I got confidence. We've already dropped two of them this year. I got confidence we're going to get it done tonight. I hope we do because I think really – the thing that may be holding this Pirates team back from hosting right now is the fact that there are some teams we beat and they were ranked at the time. There's not a single team that is currently ranked in college baseball that the Pirates have defeated this year. However, Campbell is ranked number 14 in the country. We're, hey, let's get it tonight. And once the it. game starts, I'm not going to the bathroom. Guys, what happened with you in the last one? I uh, took a took a bathroom break. And, and what, uh, but I, what was the score when you took the bathroom? It was like break? eleven to one. Uh huh. And then I came out and it was eleven to seven. I I was like, what happened? Yeah, Clark, you need to hold it in. You gotta <laughs> yeah, hold oh, it yeah, in for nine innings. In. Yeah. All right, I don't PC care. Belt ball players, I'm doing that for you. There Bladder you go. <laughs> hey, just like uh, Coach uh, Dugan says, there's no crying in baseball. There's no peeing in baseball either. No or going pooping, to the bathroom, Clark. Yeah, no going no to the bathroom, bathroom in baseball. <laughs> All right, hopefully the Pirates can get it done tonight. We'll touch on that a little more at the end of the show. One thing I wanted to talk to the three or the two of you guys about is uh, just reported by Front Office Sports that Pat McAfee says he has received four major offers to move his show to ESPN beginning in the fall. 
Here, here's the, the standards. I'll read them off, and okay. then we'll talk about it. The program will, here are their five things, retain full creative control. I don't believe that. I don't believe that even for the people on camera, I'm doing this that much. Yeah. I don't believe that that much. I do not believe that. Not change the format. Okay, I could see them like saying, okay, you get to keep your general format, but they're going to they're gonna have oh, so no, much Oh, no, they're going to have a lot to say about what yeah. goes into that Language, show. Language, number definitely. one. Well, that, 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 that's, that's later on the list, Clark, but we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Um, the next one is it will follow get up and first take. Okay, obviously... Okay. If that's what they're going to follow, so they'd be around the noon hour. And then it says, not say the F word nearly as much. Near, well, hey, that's not ruling it out. What are we talking? Um, I don't think they're going to be saying the F word at all, but, you know, whatever. Um, and it said it would air on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and ESPN's YouTube page. What do you guys think? Should Pat McAfee take this gig, or should he remain the way he is? Why can't he podcast? do both? All right, uh, elaborate. Contract. Things right, yeah. yeah. Uh, elaborate on though on what you mean by both. Well, well, I would cut my show on YouTube first, yeah, and then you could just edit out the cuss words, and there you go. That, the, the, that, that's the, true. The whole thing about radio it, is they have a dump button too. Yeah, so you can go up. I, I just twenty seconds. I'd see this being a because I watch first take like the shows that yeah. pre, they're going to preface this. Yeah. Um. I see this being a very watered-down version of a show that, in my opinion right now, is very, like, hip and good, gets really good guests, finds a way to, like, relate to the viewers in a way that it feels like they're just kind of talking and not really on TV. Yeah. And I feel like it moving to ESPN would really take away that aspect. It would just make it really watered down. I'm going to say I'm not a fan of it. I don't know. Other than the money, I get the money. Yeah. But as far as, like, viewership and publicity, I don't see how this would help the show. I would even think it might hurt it. It had to be a crazy amount of money, too, because I would imagine he's already made money from the NFL Plus yeah. YouTube and endorsements and uh, commercials or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how much this would help the show other than right. money and resources. Yeah, and my obviously. thing is he already works on college game day. He's already got that. He's you know I'm sure he gets paid some for WWE. I know he's not announcing like he was. I mean, obviously there, there's everybody's got a buying price, right? We don't sure. know what he was offered. So yeah, I mean, I guess if the money is unruly, just take it. But I mean, yeah, it would definitely hurt the quality of the show. You got to think. Not only with what he can and can't say, but ESPN's going to force him to have certain guests on. Oh, yeah, Guests that he doesn't want to I mean, have. It's stuff that, they're going to try to push. push. So yeah. that uh-huh. begs the question, who needs who? They need him. That's I think right. They, they, they him. really need him. There's no way I give ESPN creative control. Yeah, yeah I'm with That you. is not going to happen. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. But they're going to try and take it. They yeah. can try all they want. And they're I know this is our, tougher than that. This is, I know our sports station, not our politics station. So I'm not going to go deep okay. into it. But they're going <laughs> to, we'll look, touch look, on look, it. We'll but touch the point on is, it. point is ESPN is, is one way. We know that. Uh-huh. And some oh, people yeah. are that way. Some people are not, but they might try and force their ways. You've seen them force their ways in other shows on McAfee, who I think has, you know, been pretty, uh, you know, he doesn't. I'm not saying I don't even know which way McAfee leans, but the point he's is, unbiased. yeah, yeah, from the show, he, he won't have their yeah. woke bullcrap. I mean, yeah, that's no, the bottom I mean, you line. just spelled yeah. it out yeah. like really, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do the is, woke yeah. crap. He just he he stays away from it. He sticks to sports, but he's not even conservative air quotes conservative, but. He's he just doesn't put like a lot of yeah. like stuff like that in his content. Yeah, but I, it's like you're saying though. I don't think it would stay that way if the case was that he moved to. ESPN. Yeah, I mean, if he wanted to say a certain thing about transgender athletes or something, he would be, you know, ESPN uh-huh. would have a, a tight tight leash on him. They would, yes. You know, so yeah, that's that's my issue. So 
Pat, that's, if honestly, you're that, that's a great uh, phrase. They, yeah. they would just have him on a very tight leash, and I feel like he's a lot better on a yeah. loose leash. And I think what makes Pat great is just his ability to kind of go off the wall. He can free wall. ball. Yeah, he's yeah. a great fear baller. I mean, and that's why I think he's a great personality when he, you know, I know he's on WWE all the time, mm-hmm. but why he, he does fits a great that job mold, on WWE. He yeah. does. And, you know, and why he's actually brought a lot of good to college game day. Some people think he's not serious enough, but there's plenty of serious guys on there. They need to lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, I think. and he does yeah. that. And, yeah, what has made Pat McAfee great is his ability to just – to be himself, and I don't know if he can be himself. He's unapologetically himself, and I think he would still be able to be himself, but he wouldn't just totally unapologetically be able to be himself. I could not sum up that any better. Okay. That is perfect. Thank you. Yes. All righty. Well, we need to get to Bob Parker as we have him on the line. So on the other side of this timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show, we will visit with Bob Parker from Fox Sports to talk about the 2023 All-Star Race. Taking the rage out of your drive home. You just cut me off, but it's no big deal. Patrick Johnson on 94.3 The Game and the new IBX Media app. Welcome back into the Tuesday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. We are joined by Fox Sports' Bob Pockers from North Wilkesboro Speedway. How's it going, Bob? Well, I'm in the media center. I don't know if you can hear the cars outside uh, practicing, but it's pretty incredible to see this kind of new North Wilkesboro Speedway with some old portions of North Wilkesboro Speedway uh, coming together with a lot of cars on the racetrack today as they prepare for All-Star Weekend coming up in just a few days. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited. And first off, I want to say um, great job on that piece you did of uh, Kids Don't Know North Wilkesboro Speedway. As someone who was born in 1998, I obviously fall under the demographic you were trying to reach with that piece. And you just did a wonderful job with that. I really appreciate it. And for those of you listening, uh, there's a 10-minute piece. It's actually the pinned tweet on Bob's Twitter. Uh, he posted it yesterday. It's a, it's a wonderful piece for anyone who doesn't know the history or does know the history and wants to be uh, – reminded everything so appreciate you doing that bob but um you're just kind of getting into it uh obviously all-star race is sunday we'll have a truck race as well as some heat races on saturday but as you mentioned there are late models on the track as we speak there are uh races tonight and tomorrow what is the atmosphere like there i know you guys were there back in august but is there a little bit different of a vibe going on right now knowing that hey this is all-star week yeah i mean i think uh, you know, there's just been so much change here. You know, when you pour $18 million into a facility, uh, there's going to be some, some stuff that's different. I mean, they, I think there's about 140, 150 cars here for uh, three races uh, coming up over the next two days. And, you know, people just, you know, they can't believe what they've turned this place into. And, you know, and the track, it has a worn-out surface with some patches. And, you know, and they're trying to see, you know, what the – just how these cars are going to race and you know there's certainly certainly an excitement in the air and and maybe a little bit of a little bit of disbelief but you know you came here last week for the open house and you really got a sense of this is a place of community pride and a place that you know could be kind of the center of community events and i mean we're not just talking about races uh in the in the 
in the coming months and years. Yeah, I have to say, I'm definitely surprised. I uh, We had Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the program last year. It was a week between the All-Star race and the 600, and he and I were joking about, you know, or kind of talking about All-Star locations. And, you know, I said, you know, SMI owns North Wilkesboro, and, you know, we both kind of laughed. So I really never did – I shouldn't say I never saw it coming. I figured it may happen one day when they started talking about this a couple of years ago. You know, obviously Dale Jr., Marcus Smith uh, were the big parts in it. Um, but – how shocked were you when you found out, hey, this is actually going to happen? We are going to have cup cars, not only at North Wilkesboro Speedway, but as soon as we have. I mean, this place was yeah, yeah. nothing a year ago. Yeah, I mean, look, when they were racing here in October, it came here and be like, oh, do you think they could have a cup event here? And you're like, well, maybe in 2024, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the idea of NASCAR's 75th anniversary season. To do the all-star race at a place like north wilkesboro just made a lot of sense and then it was a matter of could you make it happen and they were able uh, to make it happen do they have everything here that they wish they would have probably not but they have enough where they feel like that they can have a great all-star weekend and uh and you know we'll kind of we'll we'll, we'll see what happens you know the, this morning they still had a they had a patch a little bit surfaced on the track uh, in between uh, some late model practices, and that's kind of probably to be expected, you know, with so much work that had to uh, be done. But trying to keep this old, worn-out surface that uh, that will definitely cause drivers to have to manage their tires, I think it could just make for such a great event for NASCAR to kind of have that field of dreams and winter classic moment all rolled up into one. Yeah, I think we definitely needed that because I can't tell you the last time I was this excited for definitely the all-star race, but maybe even a race in general. I mean, obviously, you know, we all get a little giddy come Daytona Speed Weeks, or I guess it's Speed Week now, but uh, I I'm really pumped for this. And like you said, that's a perfect comparison, I think. So, you know, uh, Field of Dreams, Winter Classic. So, obviously, a lot of guys out there getting some seat time today and tomorrow. Um you know, do you think that this, I mean, they all like to, you know, you see the guys, the cup guys like to come down. We saw it last week, Chastain, or, you know, Chastain ran all three. Larson goes out there, wins the race on Saturday. Willie B ran Friday. But do you think that this week it's even more important to have these guys going out there running these late models today and tomorrow? I know you posted the list and won't bore everybody with all the names, but there are some big-name drivers racing this weekend who are also racing during the week this week. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's no guarantee that all of them are even going to make the races they're trying to race in. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, the fields are the fields are stout. Um, you know, they're, they're racing drivers who race these cars all the time, and, and these guys don't. So, they, you know, that, they're, um, you know no, nobody should come in here and say, think, oh, they're going to, they're going to, you know, just uh, run away with it. Uh, they're, they're racing the best late model drivers uh, around. Uh, they're very popular races for uh for drivers who race uh, you know late models or late model stocks or pro late models because they know that the kind of the nascar community is watching this and they know that if they can have a good race that potentially you know there could you know be opportunities in the future or just you know the people will start will start to know their names so it's uh it's i think you know the the, the, the truck drive series drivers like Finney drivers the cup drivers who are all racing here you know help bring a little bit of increased interest to uh to to you know to maybe some of the, the bigger stars of you know of those who race uh late models in in the carolinas and that's certainly not a bad thing 
Well, look no further than Josh Berry, right? I mean, that's uh, how he got recognized. He was running late models, and we see where he is. He will be running in the All-Star Open for HMS, hoping to uh, put that 48 machine in the feature event on Sunday evening. Yeah, so, Casey, uh, Josh Berry is here, but he's not racing. He's serving as Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s crew chief. So uh, That's awesome. That's his role uh, for, uh, for the next two days. So I know that you are not um, – you know, in the, uh, it's not like you work for Hendrick Motorsports. Was there ever talk with Alex being out, though, to maybe uh, slap an 88 on that car and let Junior go out there in the open? <laughs> well, I'm sure if Junior wanted to, maybe he could. But, you know, Dale said that, you know, that he feels his cup days are behind him. And, you know, he uh, he just doesn't, uh, you know, he knows that the, those guys who race it every week are, are going to be better than, than him and you know um, I think now does that mean he might not run, he might run a truck or something one day and or a swing car if, if they race here uh, possibly but I just don't um, I see him kind of sticking to his decision that uh, that he's not going to get uh, not going to get a cup car yeah that's understandable it was just a little hope for me just because I mean I feel like and you would know better than me so you can confirm or deny this but I feel like we would not be here if it wasn't for Dale Earnhardt, I mean, obviously Marcus Smith as well, but I think Dale was the one who kind of who kind of kicked Marcus in the butt and said, "Hey, well, let's let's go revive this thing, right?" Yeah, I think you know he certainly brought up, he certainly kept it front of mind to Marcus, and obviously he, you know, when he speaks, he carries a lot of weight, and I certainly I, I don't think this race happened this weekend without Dale Jr. Now could have happened five years down the road, 10 years down the road, maybe, but I don't think it happens this year without Dale Jr. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, just um, kind of, I guess we've been hopping around all over the place. I've asked you about the actual race, asked you about this week or, you know, this week, but um, what is your thoughts on this pit crew challenge we're getting Friday night? It's something that, um, you know, has been around for a while and then it went away. Obviously, something they used to do downtown in Charlotte at the Spectrum Center, whatever the heck it was called back then. I think it was Time Warner Cable at the time. Are the pit crews kind of looking forward to this? And are you looking forward to this uh, thing on Friday night? Yeah, I think they uh, they are uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I think, you know, they obviously like to play a role. And, uh, and it, you know, the, the pit crew challenge will set the starting order for the heat races on Saturday night, as well as the starting order for the open on, uh, on Sunday. So that, you know, they'd like to, that they get a chance to, uh, to, to play a role and to show, show what they can do. So I think, uh, you know, that again, when you have an all-star weekend, when you think about all-star weekends and other sports, you think about skill competitions, right? And yeah. so, you know, NASCAR has, their skill competition every week <laughs> when you talk about the pit crews and it's just right for them to be involved yeah that's awesome i'm glad they're really doing this so uh what are you most looking forward to just for this weekend uh whether it be sunday saturday is there anything that really sticks out to you is it watching dale jr run today <laughs> um what sticks out to me is watching fans and, and you know when i was here last week you had fans who were like people from the community who were who would point to an area of the grandstands and say, I was sitting there in 1996 watching, you know, Jeff Gordon win the last cup race here. And I'm going to be sitting kind of close to that area again uh, on Sunday night. And to me, seeing the people who have an emotional attachment to this place, getting to relive something that they never thought they could relive, 
it's going to be a great, great thing. You know, uh, you know, for me personally, I don't, I never had been here in 1996. You know, I, I was never here to see a race. So yeah. it, it reminds me of a lot of short track races that I've covered along, you know, a lot of the short track late model races I covered throughout my career. But I think to see the people who have the emotional attachment, who, this brings out the, some of their greatest memories, uh, some of as their youth, some as young adults, some as, you know, as, you know, who maybe people in their 40s, you know, when they were here in their 40s and are now coming in their uh, in their 70s. Yeah. Like, to, to see that joy is going to be, to me, better than anything that we see on the racetrack itself. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that will be special for all those people. And one last question before we let you go, Bob, and this is kind of the, uh, the question everybody gets All-Star Weekend, but uh, is there anyone that you would not wreck for a million dollars, or is anyone <laughs> off the table you'd wreck them for a million? <laughs> Well, I, I don't think that you'd uh, wreck. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you're Bubba Wallace, I wouldn't wreck Denny Hamlin, right? I mean, he's my boss, so I don't know yeah. if I'd uh, do that. But uh, if I would think uh, most of them, you know, they know it's exhibition. They know uh, they know what's on the line. I don't know that they'll just totally plow through somebody, but I think that they won't, uh, they won't hesitate from having a little bit of contact if need be. Yeah, no, definitely. And hopefully we do get to see some contact, a little bumping and banging. We saw it in the clash. Maybe we will see it in the all-star race. Well, we thank you for your time, Bob. We know you're a busy guy, man. It was really great having you on. Thank you very much. And if people want to check out that video, it's also on NASCAR and Fox's YouTube page. So if you don't have Twitter, go to the YouTube page and uh, check it out. There you go. Thanks, Bob. Everybody, we will be right back with more of the Patrick Johnson Show. This is Chris Cook here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update. Woo! Big time matchup tonight is number 15 East Carolina welcomes number 14 Campbell to Clark LeClaire Stadium tonight for its final regular season home game of the year. First pitch is scheduled for 6 p.m. with pregame coverage starting at 5.45 p.m. Pirate head coach Cliff Gowan on the last home game of the year. It is, Coach O, but I'm going to enjoy this. Uh, you know, it's the, the last guaranteed game that we have at home, so I hope Pirate Nation comes out and flocks and just is really loud on Tuesday night because it's the last guaranteed home game that we have. The Pirates and Camels have matched up twice already as Campbell won 6-5 to five in 10 innings in February and 2-1 to one in Fayetteville in March. Legendary Duke basketball coach Mike Krzyzewski, Duke point guard Johnny Dawkins, and North Carolina's Tyler Hansbro are among members of the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2023. It's the Hall of Fame's 18th introduction class, and the ceremony will be held in August in Chicago. Recent UConn transfer Keelan Marion has tweeted that he is decommitting from ECU. The wide receiver tweeted, I want to thank Coach Houston and Coach Roberts for the opportunity to play at East Carolina, but after much thought and prayer, I will be decommitting from ECU and opening back up my recruitment. The Hurricanes are gearing up for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Carolina will host the Florida Panthers on Thursday night at PNC Arena. The Canes are coming off a 4-1 series win over the New Jersey Devils, while the Panthers are fresh off a 4-1 series win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Today, NASCAR Cup Series driver Eric 
Almirola is visiting Camp Lejeune for NASCAR's Mission 600 Drivers Day. Almirola and his crew will meet with Marines and receive demonstrations on the operations and capabilities associated specifically with a light armored reconnaissance battalion in the Marine Corps. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. And now I'm going to send it back to my main man, the ref, Philip Pilkington. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate it. Of course. And um, we thank Bob Pockers for being on as well. With oh, us. Yeah, that great was a great interview. segment. Yeah, great interview, yeah, that was wonderful. So, um, funny thing, I kind of mentioned it during that segment that I had talked to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. last year, and we had joked after the horrendous all-star race in Texas about bringing it back to North Wilkesboro. I was not kidding entirely, uh-huh. but I did not think it was going to happen this year. So, Clark, if you could, play that cut from uh, last year. I know SMI owns North Wilkesboro. Might be getting that back, so I'm kind of hoping they yeah, move the all-star race to some short tracks. You never know what they got up their sleeve. We didn't know what they had up their sleeve, and here we are, you, baby. You did, apparently. I guess I did. Yeah. I did. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. seemed on board with Phillip it. Philip the Genie. Genie. Pilkington. I don't know if I get that for. <laughs> Genies make wishes come true. I'd, I'd throw the Genie thing to Dale well, who, Jr. Well, who's someone that... Pre- Philip the Wizard. Yeah. Pilkington, Woo! yeah. I'm more like... Uh, <laughs> no, what's the people with the cards... Uh, fortune teller uh, fortune oh, yeah, teller yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. fortune teller there we go all righty boys well the all-star race is saturday so we have a little fun segment for those of you guys that do not know out there the all-star race in nascar they award one million dollars to the winner second through last gets Get nothing 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 not zero nada nada so they always ask the drivers would you wreck your mother for a million dollars so now I want to pass the question on to Chris and Clark. Would you wreck your mother, Chris, coming out of turn four on the last lap of the All-Star race on Sunday for a million dollars? I would not, uh, but anybody else can get the smoke as far as that goes, including both of y'all. But I would say, <laughs> I would say my mom and grandma are the only ones uh, that wouldn't get Clark? the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, I mean, both of y'all, too? Oh, yeah. How much money would it have to be for you to wreck your mom? I'm too scared of, like, her physical health. Like, how bad would the wreck be? You're just dumping her. I mean, you're at North Wilkesboro. You're, it's a short track. You're just dumping her. So it's not going to result in, like, any injuries or anything? It shouldn't. See, that's the thing, man. She's got a helmet on. Come on. Yeah, I mean, she's got a fire suit and a helmet. I mean, look, Kyle Larson I mean, no, got I'm his car no, I, I torn to crap at no. 200 miles an hour a couple weeks ago, and he's fine. I, You're going no. like it's 90 off the one. corner. All right, Clark, would you wreck your mother for a million dollars? I would T-bone the hell out of her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, man, I got your, I got your medical bills. And let's go get some extra cheese on our burgers. Let's go. But see, with, go. With, with mine, before we get to your sorry, is like I, if she won and I didn't do it, I would get part of the million dollars. I would say a significant amount. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear what you got. Oh, I'm wrecking anybody for a million dollars. Heck, you know, if it's if Y'all it's for crazy, $20, man. I'm wrecking my mom. Sorry, mom. I'm winning the race. I ain't letting my mom beat me. Heck no. Woo! I'm wrecking my mom. I thought your mom okay. was the best athlete in your family. She is. She's good at running, so not better, driving a car. So what better person to lose to in your family? Like, if it's got to be anybody, why not be the best athlete in the Pilkington no, family? This is no. true. Listen, if the only person that I would draw the line is my 94-year-old grandmother. Maybe her I wouldn't wreck. For the billion, I would wreck her. Does it have to be your grandma? 
I mean, I'm just throwing out people. Clark, is there anyone? Clark, you have a son. Would you wreck your son for a million dollars? Man, you gotta hit me in where it counts. See that? No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. This is harder than like. <laughs> that was a tough question. You can tell. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd sideswipe him. <laughs> okay. Him okay. Check. Okay. So you just a little bump and run. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't dump him, but yeah, I think. Okay, anybody in this world, I'd wreck for the million. You said even your grandma is yeah. tiptoeing the line. Yeah. So <laughs> Dude, my grandma, like, oh my who's God, like ninety four, I think anything under like a hundred thousand, I'd probably wouldn't wreck her. Now my grandma on my mom's side, who drives like a bat out of hell, anyways, who hates riding in the back on the interstate. I've always and said loves that the song Jesus, Jesus take the wheel. No, she loves the song <laughs> I can't drive fifty five by Sandy Hagar. Oh, that's a great. Yeah. Hey, that's an awesome. So song. she, I've always said that Tony Stewart and Gene Haas screwed up signing Danica Patrick. Mm-hmm. If they wanted a female driver, they should have signed my grandma. Because Danica was content riding 20th. She will not ride behind people on the interstate. She will weave in and out of traffic. She drives a crazy person. I would definitely dump her butt yes, for a million dollars. Heck, I, I, I just wouldn't want to lose her. I would dump her just to dump her. In the first turn, I don't want her racing. She'd be driving circles around me. She's so she's such a good driver and good at weaving it out. People, man, she drives circles around everybody. I just take her out on the first lap. Sorry, Granny, that Granny is gone. Grandma, the ninety-four year old Grandma, like I said, it would have to be. She's at least tiptoeing the line, right? What do you mean? You said you would. It's not definite, like the ninety-four year old Grandma. Oh no, yeah, the ninety-four year old Grandma. Anything over a hundred thousand, sorry, Granny. Anything less than that, yeah, I wouldn't. God, y'all are. I can't believe this out of y'all, man. Hey, hey, man, it's a million dollars. Get paid. It's your million. grandma. It's a million dollars. It's a million y'all are, dollars, man. I, y'all are wild. There's a fire suit. I'll okay. take care of it. If this was like the cars they were running back at North Wilkesboro when it first opened in 1956, heck no, those things were dangerous, man. These are Gen 7 NASCAR Cup Series cars. Yeah, I, I'm reckon. I, I'd pay to wreck you, Chris. Okay, well, okay, well so I'd pay a million dollars to get to dump Chris. I'd okay, pay five hundred thousand to dump Clark. Oh, okay. Woo. Well, well, side question. Okay. Yeah. You get the choice to do that, right? Yeah. Or you can let the grandma win, or in Clark, in your case, let's say your son. That was the one you didn't want to do. Right. Let's say you you can let them win, but you get half the money. Or you can hit them and get all the money. So you take the wreck, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, 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 let's say that. I ain't splitting $500,000 with them. I'm, I'm like, yeah, man, T-bone me. All right, would you wreck your... Okay, Chris, would you wreck your dad for a million? See, he's a little bit more abled physically, man. Like, yeah, yeah him, probably, yeah. I'd definitely wreck my dad for the million. Like, he can handle it. He, I'd wreck my dad driving out of the neighborhood just because, you know, he's trying to drive faster than me. I don't know. I can, y'all, are so, y'all got some mouths. <laughs> me and my dad get competitive. You should see us playing cornhole against each other. Yeah, no, I'd wreck my dad. Clark, would you wreck your dad for a million dollars? Oh, yeah, Heck yeah. He can handle it. He's a big boy. Okay. Yeah, see, that's how, that's kind of how I'm feeling about my dad. But the mom and grandma, man, like, that's just blowing my mind. <laughs> that yeah. 94 years old. Okay, so you're an only child, though, right? I am an only okay. child, yes. So if you are in my situation, you had a little sister, would you wreck her for a million dollars? Oh, yeah. Okay. They're young. They, dude, they're able-bodied, man. We're yeah. talking about older people here. My 65-year-old grandma's getting dumped. In the first turn, I, I'm wrecking her at practice, and then I'm wrecking her backup car at practice. She's not even starting the race. I'm sorry. So, Which is crazy. Well, let me ask you this. Would you, when you're doing it, would you look at it or look at the car or look at your grandma? 
I mean, if you're doing it, it's so hard to own up to it. Well, I mean, I would look at her after the race, but I mean, the the way those new, I mean, you're like strapped into these cars now. You can't like stare people down. Like you can't turn your head in these new cars. That's their way of keeping you from snapping your neck. I mean, you're like in a straight jacket when you're driving these race cars. What if the only way for you to do it, like there's a stipulation, okay, okay, is that you have like this small little video camera in the car. Where, where you would have to see your grandma's live reaction, like, of her, like, flipping <laughs> over in the car. Like, so, so you do we're running North Wilkesboro, not Talladega. <laughs> we're talking about North Wilkesboro, a six point or a .625 mile track, man, where the average speeds are, like, 100 miles an hour. So coming out of the turn, we're only you going 80. No, but you didn't answer my question. Oh, okay. yes. I, I want to see her flipping me off. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, grandmas are, are known for driving very, very, very slow. So I just true. told you my grandma good. drives yeah. like a bat out of hell. Uh, well, she's crazy, man. She's very passionate well, about we will, this. That'll slow her down. So there you go. Oh, that? my mom just texted me and said, see if you get any more presents from me. I guess I'm not getting anything <laughs> for Christmas you this year. Up, yeah. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, we got to get out of here because Scooter and Coach O will be taking over for ECU Baseball and Campbell on the other side of this timeout. Thank you for tuning in to Patrick Johnson. So thanks to these two guys. Thanks to Bob Parkers. Have a good one, everybody.